hello uh, this is this is really interesting uh, folks you know me i am president of bonjour of laughter republic and i'm here to introduce you to uh, someone who sent me a twitter uh, or rather a tweet to be precise i think they they call it twitter or tweet i don't know i'm just still very new to to twitter but i think it's a tweet and uh, he basically said that uh, uh, if I remember correctly, that I might get punched on the face because of the <laughs> uniform that I am wearing. So I thought it would be a good idea to get Steve to come and talk to me uh, about, because I believe he's an ex, oh, he's disappeared. I believe he's an Come ex, back. yeah, you're, you're an ex army officer, is that correct? From the British no, army? Um, I was a corporal. Oh, you were so, a corporal, uh, okay, so yeah. yeah. Not, not an officer, no. Well, okay. uh, non-commissioned officer non-commissioned officer but you were in the british army anyway yeah yeah okay yeah so and we've been having chats about this and i have shared uh some of my experiences both in terms of people taking offense by seeing me wear this and this is i have to say to you this is just comedy i'm sure you know it is comedy it is not real i'm not pretending to be uh, a member of the british army i'm not pretending to be a british army officer so I thought it'd be a good idea to get a sense of why you said what you said, because I've had experiences where people have got really angry with me saying, oh, you're pretending to be a British Army officer when you're not. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think for me, not an issue. And for most people, whether serving soldiers or ex-soldiers, not an issue. For some people, it can get a little bit, especially with medals and cap badges. What you've got on the front of your hat there, that's the, um, the Royal Artillery badge and that's a regiment of the British Army that goes back a long way and people who serve in it are really proud to serve in it mm -hmm. and they feel that I've earned that badge because I'm a member of that regiment so you shouldn't be wearing it mm -hmm. um, and the same with medals uh, fictional medals pretend ones that you've bought not, not a big deal but if it's a real medal again sometimes people get a little bit upset that the Americans actually have it as a criminal offense they call it stolen valor yeah. and people hunts down <laughs> false wearers of medals. The British Army community, if you go on, there's a website called Ars. I don't know if you've seen it, A-R-R-S-E, mm -hmm. um, and it's mostly serving an ex-soldier, some of them quite old like me, mm -hmm. and it's mostly humour, but there's also a lot of sort of mutual support and storytelling. It's a really good resource for anyone who's interested in attitudes within the British Army, maybe a few years behind the time, but it's there. And they've got this thing called... Um, Walt hunting. You, you know the story by James Thurber, Walter Mitty? Yeah. Well, within the military community, if you want to call it that, there's a thing called a Walt, who's either someone who never served but presented they did, or someone who had minimal experience and digs it up a little bit. Oh, yeah, I was in the SAS, you know, can't talk about it. I was a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and so th there's a crossover between people who take genuine offence at insignia and uniform items being worn by others. And I think that's a bit silly. And then this American term stolen valor or british term walt um and i just think that for your stage persona and i've looked at a lot of it on youtube and i've fallen about it's really good but i, I just think that as a courtesy and as a self-preservation thing if you could find the badge of a regiment that doesn't exist anymore a defunct regiment i looked them up actually i'll send you a, a link to a site selling them for a few pounds you could change that badge out for one from a regiment that's been dissolved 100 years ago mm -hmm. and you still look convincing it still is a british army thing but there's no one around who'll go oh that's my regiment how dare you mm -hmm. so i just thought that might be a useful suggestion for you 
Yeah, that, that's that's uh, interesting enough. I remember well over a year ago, I got this email from someone out of the blue who said, I don't know whether you are in the British Army, whether you served in the British Army or whether you're in comedy act, but I take offense that you are actually wearing this uh, royal artillery badge. And so I had to write back to him to say, look, I'm not taking the piss in the British yeah. Army. I I respect the British Army and this is just a comedy act. And he said, look, yeah. I know you're funny, but you know, just like you said, people have really died wearing this. And so, yeah. Yeah. so the point, I, there are, I've got a couple of questions for you. If that's the case, because I just traveled I went to a place called Stevenage and I was driving past Stevenage and I saw this secondhand military uh, shop. And that is where I bought this, this and, and everything else. So if people are taking offense by this and not many, as you said, why do you have secondhand shops selling military uniforms to- A lot of people are, there's a, there's a strange breed and I'm, it's not me. I, but I'm, I'm aware of them in the same way that I can see out of my window a hedgehog. I'm not a hedgehog, but I'm aware of them. Mm -hmm. There's a breed called Militaria Collectors. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I mean, I'm ex-army and I've got a, a strong interest in things to do with the military. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to fill a room of my house up with old cat badges or, mm -hmm. or medals or anything like that. I'm just not that. In if I want to see them, I'll go to a museum. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I do. You know, the Imperial War Museum is a, mm -hmm. a, a sobering place to spend a day. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to be in my house, but some people do. And there is a thriving trade in these things. And what I mentioned before, these guys, the Waltz, mm -hmm. um, the people who, in their head, yeah, they're, they're a fat 55-year-old, but in their head, they're 23 and they're a sergeant in the mm -hmm. Special Forces, you know? Mm -hmm. And they only do it in their house and they dress up. And there mm -hmm. are people who do this. They they dress like you do, but not as part of, of, of a well-thought-through comedy routine. It's some mm -hmm. sort of weird fantasy in their head. <laughs> I, I don't understand it, but they do exist. They do. Um, and there's also these guys, have you heard of the sp Airsoft? Um, you know paintballing? Mm -hmm. which is good fun actually if you ever mm -hmm. got a 15 year old so you've got an excuse to go without looking stupid paintballing mm -hmm. is good fun there's a, a, another iteration of paintballing called airsoft mm -hmm. where grown men again guys in their 30s 40s 50s they dress in pretty realistic modern combat gear mm -hmm. and they have weapons that are indistinguishable from a real service weapon an m16 an sa80 whatever it mm. might be mm. and they shoot these tiny little plastic pellets and they sting if they hit you but they're not going to do you any harm so they wear goggles and they just go around shooting each other and i think some of those guys they wear this stuff combat mm. gear mm -hmm. when they're playing mm -hmm. but i've got a feeling that some of them dress a little bit like you at home as well <laughs> <laughs> well um, I, I i'm only dressed up like this at home because i knew i wanted to have a chat with yeah. you but well, also, I, I just like this, I was going to see And also, um, it's important to say that I also perform at home. I do Zoom gigs, you know. For well, my, cool, you've got to now, yeah. But I have no choice. Are you wearing a mask? How close are you to the screen? Say that again? How close are you to the screen? Should I be wearing a mask? No, 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 you're fine. Okay. You're fine. You, 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 shouldn't, you don't need to worry about, you don't need to worry about Corona, but what you haven't been told oh, is that yeah. what you haven't been told is that Ebola transforms through Zoom. <laughs> oh, well, 
I should have got the I should have got the updated phone. <laughs> but yeah, this... that, I was going to ask you one of the sort of things that watching your act or bits of it on on YouTube. Um, I think that part of what you're reflecting is echoes of, of sort of post-colonialism and the and the the way that sort of some African countries, as they sort of became non-colonial, that promise of um, democracy and everything's going to be great sort of fell on its ass a little bit. You're personifying that a little. Yes. So I, I get that the British uniform is absolutely part of it for good reasons, for good historical reasons and, and relevant reasons. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, that, is that deliberate? Yeah, that, that is deliberate. But also the fact that, apart from the fact that uh, my view has always been that before these people were called dictators, uh, they were very good leaders. As soon as they fell out with the West, they became dictators, you know what I'm saying? Because they supported yeah. them. The West supported them. Probably so, something in yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's there's yeah. a lot. There's and then a lot. when they started to forget to have elections and <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, something election. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, Twenty years ago. Ah, oh, never mind. I'll be fine. <laughs> and 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 you know, most 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 African countries at the time uh, were under military dictatorship. I, I certainly grew up in Nigeria, and the way I am, the way I am, is because. I grew up during the military regime. You know, there were lots of. Do you mind asking how old you are? I'm over fifty. So I, I worked until a year ago. I, I work on building sites, and mm -hmm. um, the job I had until well a year ago uh, with my friend Ben. He's mm -hmm. also Nigerian. He's, he's just turned fifty, and mm -hmm. we we I spent more time with him that year than I did with my wife. A lot mm -hmm. more time. Okay. Got Twelve, thirteen-hour days, six days a week. So we got yeah. to know each other really well. Um, it's interesting to hear you sort of allude to that because he, he had some startling stories to tell yeah very startling yeah. his father was quite senior in in the nigerian government in the early 70s ah, okay. um, and he became very wealthy despite his um his, his his salary not being that hot you know <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's another that's another story entirely but you know when, when when we talk about leadership that's why democracy makes me laugh because when we talk about leadership this is what i grew up i military is what I grew up, you know, having military rulers, that's my interpretation of leadership in my brain, yeah? But I know there are other forms of leadership, but this has been really, really interesting. You know, I, I, I wanna ask you something else. You know what's really interesting about this is that you're right to say that it's only a minority of people who take offense by this. If I tell you the number of army officers that have been in an audience, I didn't even know there were army officers who then uh, wrote to me and said, "Oh, we've got some uniform for you. Tell, give me your address. Yes. We've got some badges." And no, they no. actually send me. They met. They get. They get what I'm. What I'm about. They really do. It's just the minority. But I, I was going to say this. How come they don't take offense with Dad's army? How come they don't take offense with the fact that? I think. You know, I, I talked about this. My, my grandfather, who he died 25 years ago, but he was he, he served World War Two, mm. um, and he, he was just a good guy. A lot of his friends of that generation found Dad's Army the TV show because it was it was current, you know, mid, mm. mid say, 70s into the 80s. Um, it was still being repeated. It's a big mm. cultural thing in the UK, and I remember having this exact conversation. And his view was. It's respectful. I mean, they gently took the Mickey out of the characters of the Dad's Army, but they they never suggested that they were cowardly, inefficient, or not doing the right thing. They they only suggested that they were sort of bumbling village men who 
had the Germans actually invaded, they would have died at their post. They really would. And that's true. The, 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 the home guard, Dad's army, mm-hmm. deserve that respect because they, they really would have fought. They really would have fought. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they were gently taking the mickey, effectively soldier to soldier, because the guys who wrote that were ex-servicemen themselves. Yeah. One thing, my regiment, these, these guys, Royal Signals, yeah. also known as two bits, because the badge mm-hmm. is in two bits, mm-hmm. or the silver surface. Mm-hmm. Um, we, get, we, I've been out 20 years, we get called um, the scabybacks by the rest of the army. Mm-hmm. And it's just gentle teasing. It's, it's for a reason. The original radios that people used to wear would rub their backs raw so you'd get scars on your back and be a mm-hmm. scaly back. There you go. But it, it sounds offensive, but from another soldier, it's not. I wouldn't want to be called a scaly back by a civilian. I would feel that that was slightly impolite, um, okay. discourteous, mm-hmm. presumptuous would be the right word. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Dad's army either as it was presented or as it's talked about now, even the remake, the film, isn't discourteous, it's respectful mm. and taking the mickey gently, like, like you would for a family member. Mm. I think that's, that, that would be the answer I'd give to that question. Yeah, but, right you, but, but you've, seen my, you've seen my comedy on stage, you've seen, you haven't seen me live, but you've seen my YouTube, it doesn't take the mickey on the no, British know, Army or the British military. This is probably why so many people are approving and sending you bits of equipment. It's, it's <laughs> I think the only, and I'm not criticizing at all. As I say, I'm not. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's just the the fact that it is a live badge of, of a real regiment that's around now. Yeah. And has lost people in combat, you know, well within living memory. They lost guys in Afghanistan, they lost guys in Iraq, they lost guys mm-hmm. in the Falklands, Northern Ireland, going right back. They lost like. 115,000 killed in World War One, you know. Um, so it's not for me, but for some, as you found out, probably mm. not officers, probably private soldiers or mm. um, gunners, they call them. Um, they might go, Oh, that's my badge. You shouldn't be wearing that. Mm. Which is why I just thought I'd, I'd send that tweet as suggesting. Yeah, no, and, I, I, and I do, I do appreciate that wholeheartedly. I do appreciate the, the tweets and like I said, it just reminded me of, you know, the, the I even remember there was a time I, I was traveling on the train from Bristol. And just like that. I, I, yeah, and I was sat like that. And, 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 you know, you know, you people talk about white privilege. I get military privilege just wearing this. <laughs> and this and this train inspector saw me and he just basically said, you served our country, moved to first class. <laughs> Was it, tell, tell me, was it exactly as you are in now? Yes. Because, I mean, one of the things, I don't know if it's deliberate or not, but the fact you've got a corporal stripe with an extra stripe on top, yeah. that's clearly not right. Yeah, exactly. That is meant to make it comical. That's not meant to make it Sorry. real. Even people have said to me, oh, you really should have more medals. And I just feel that if I have more medals, for example, that makes it so real. But the guy who stopped me on the train and said, move to first class, Eventually, he looked at the uniform and he said, what regiment are you, sir? What regiment? And <laughs> I told him the war of mirth. And he just started laughing because he could tell that it was comedy. He already put you in first yeah, class yeah, yeah. And by then he put me on first class. But on that day, before he put me on first class, I had an altercation. There were two guys who kept watching me, kept watching me. And then they, they went for me. They wanted to really have a go screaming really? and saying, you shouldn't wear the uniform. You're not entitled to wear the uniform. And then three other people defended me. Three other people defended me. He shot five white men, 
two against three. That was the first time yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing has happened. Yeah, and I, the three of them just defended me to say, look, this is comical. You know what? Why why are you attacking him? And and and, and they left me. But it was without wanting to sound too pompous here, the the people who did wear that uniform and did fight in the wars of the last century and this one mm. may not have said it themselves in these words, but it, this is more sort of Daily Express leader words, mm. but they fought for our freedom. And that includes the freedom mm. to wear that uniform on stage and make a joke. That, mm. You know, that is the sort of thing that wouldn't happen under a dictatorship, Your, your, your Excellency. <laughs> <laughs> Back home, in where you're president, you wouldn't allow this to happen. Of course, you wouldn't allow people to dishonor the uniform of the of the presidential guard. Yeah. But here in a democracy, you can. Okay. So what what um what badges? So you're saying remove this? What badges would you recommend? I don't suggest it. I'll send you a link. But I just went on eBay and you mm. can, I put in defunct regiment badges. Okay. And there's there's one actually that I, I don't know if this would be. Sort of part of what we talked about a few minutes ago, the sort of reflections on colonialism and things. Mm. There's, there's a badge. Oh, it's on this phone. I can't show you. I'll send okay. you after you finish. Okay. Um, it's called the the King's Colonial Corps mm. or the King's Colonial Regiment. I'd not mm. heard of it, but when I looked it up, it was a 1920s, 30s, 40s thing mm. where the the British rulers recruited local guys to be soldiers mm. and they, you know the good loyal brave soldiers and they mm. fought, but they fought under the cat badge, the King's Colonial Regiment. Mm. I don't know. It, it might be that's something to sort of toy with, but there's loads of regiments that no longer exist. Loads. I mean, okay. dozens and dozens. And Boris Johnson is just getting rid of a couple more, of course, <laughs> having promised, having yeah, promised yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And said before so, the election, he said, "Don't vote Labour. Don't yeah. vote Labour. You can't trust them on defence." By the way, we're <laughs> you're a bit political, aren't you? So, um, so a lot of these regiments were defunct because the government collapsed them. Is that what happened, or just yeah, well, naturalistic? If you think about in, in the Victorian days, the army was, by comparison to today, huge. There was about 180,000 people as permanent mm. soldiers in the army when we only had a population of 30 million. So mostly they were split into very small regiments that each county would have one this is back in the 1850s 60s 70s for example the cheshire regiment where i am i'm in cheshire um would have two battalions the battalion would be six or seven hundred men one of them would be at home serving in the united kingdom or ireland the other one would be in india or elsewhere in the empire and then after four years they'd swap and most counties had their own regiment and there were some regiments that that weren't county based like some of the guards regiments and the artillery um, but there were loads and loads of these. And as the army needed to be smaller, certainly after World War II, but also towards the end of the Victorian days, some of these regiments were amalgamated. So the Gloucestershire Regiment, for example, very famously has two badges, one at the front, one at the back of its hat. They were amalgamated with the Wiltshire Regiment because the two counties are next to each other. And then the Berkshire Regiment was also added. And it, by the end, they were called the Alphabet Regiment because they weren't just the Gloucestershire Regiment. They were the GWB Anyway, there were four or five regiments mm. amalgamated into one. So the the forerunners of those regiments were dissolved, yeah. And there's lots and lots and lots to choose from. There really are. And you can get the badges for four, five, ten pounds, you know. Okay, cool. Um, cool. Just, just only a suggestion. To me, I would come to your act. I can't wait to get back to live comedy. Can't wait. Um, but as I say, partly as a, as a small courtesy to the people who might feel a little bit ruffled by it, mm. and partly for self-preservation if the three defenders aren't there next time. <laughs> <laughs> and I get just punished. Gonna, <laughs> just going to suggest it. Yeah. You know, I've done some, I've done some army gigs, 
Um, uh, trying to remember the, oh, I can't remember the places now because of the pandemic, but I remember going to this place somewhere outside London and 200 army officers. Yeah. And uh, they didn't tell, they didn't tell them that I was coming because uh, it wasn't advertised. They just said comedians are coming. And then they introduced me. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the so proud. Yeah. Well, well, I had to win them over. The first five minutes was tough because it was like, what the, what the, <laughs> but yeah, it was great. It was great. Look, it's been, it's been, it's been a pleasure, Steve. Thank you so much for no I'll, joining I'll send me. You the link to those badges I found. As I say, just purely suggestions. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I, 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 look, I said, like I said, I, I've actually made some real military friends, you know, they, they send me stuff. I remember the last gig I did before the pandemic, this guy just said to me, oh, you're not wearing this properly. You need to move it down this way. And but you're supposed to be a general. Why do you have a Lance Corporal? And, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he said, oh, give me your, ah, give me your, yeah. That's good. Before I got promoted. <laughs> okay, yeah. and he and he said, you know, give me your address. I've got some medals for you, and I just got this. I just got lots of medals that came true. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe what it. What are the ones you're wearing now? I, I couldn't see them on the YouTube video. Oh no, this 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 is this is a new uniform that I'm, uh, I'm wearing now. Um, Desert Storm, General yeah. Service, yeah. two UN. Yeah. Well, the red one is that military? Oh God, I don't know. Ah, oh, Sergeant Major on the arm. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so, so the one, the only uniform that I've had, the one you saw on YouTube, I've had that for years. So, mm. and I put on a bit, a bit of weight because of the lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, my, what you're wearing is called number two dress uniform. Okay. It's like the poshest, and the very poshest uniform you wear is usually blue for most regiments, and it's called yeah, number yeah. one dress. Yeah. Uh, when I got married in '91, and I had a, a set of number ones made for me, tailored, mm. um, and over the next year. I lent them to three other guys. So that's that uniform's been married four times now. <laughs> and um, I found it not long ago when we were moving house. And I was like, oh, I'll try. Oh. <laughs> I, I, so, I, you just reminded me, give me two minutes. There's something I need to share with you. Two minutes. Okay, so when I bought this uniform, I took it back home. I've only had it for about a month now. And there was this note in the, un in the uniform, in the pocket. And I had, I had no idea that there was a note in it until I, I just felt it. And I just thought, let me find out what this is about. And it reads, Grace, dear beloved, for life, for love, and just for the crack, we have come here tonight for a little bit of a snack to hear the tales of a career well spent, of misdemeanors and thanks generated by one partly gent. So before the stories abound, let's give thanks for stuff from the ground, to the food that we eat and the grapes that we drink. Cheers to all. You can tell me later just what you think. Amen. So I'm wondering, is this, was this a funeral service or was this someone having an affair? If it's tales of um, a portly gent, I wonder if it's, um, a retirement, what they call a, maybe a dining out, because you it's a sergeant major's jacket you're wearing, a, a regimental sergeant major, it might be a quartermaster sergeant major, but it's the, the highest non-commissioned rank before you become an officer. 
So a guy wearing that would have been in the army 18, 20 years before he got that rank. Wow. So that sounds to me like either a colleague who is leaving, retiring, or maybe being dined out as in um, being posted to a different unit. So he's no longer a member of that mess. So they have a formal dinner to dine him out. And there's usually speakers, a great deal of drinking, um, usually port and lots of it. Uh, and then increasingly un unpleasant stories about the individual concerned as the evening wears on. Okay. They get a bit messy. Um, so it sounds, it sounds like it's a, it, you might be right. It might be a funeral thing, but I, I suspect it's more retirement or dining out um, mm. grace. Fascinating Just again. stuff. Look, on that note, thank you so much for your time, Steve. And uh, I will let you know when I am back on stage delivering my presidential speeches. Yeah, yeah. I will let I'll you follow know. You on Twitter, yeah, you follow me on Twitter sorry. as well. So yeah. thank you so I'm much. I'm going to change my CV to include comedy consultant. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You're my, you're my, you're my consultant. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually call it comedy consultant. So probably just uh, army consultant. Maybe that's what it oh. is. <laughs> British army uh, consultant. I'll, I'll put both. I'll put both on LinkedIn. Ah, okay. So comedy consultant, and so you love comedy a lot. Who are your favorite comedians? Uh, apart from Stuart me. Lee. Apart from you, Stuart. <laughs> uh, Stuart Lee. I'd watch. I'd watch his stuff all day, every day. Okay. Um, and I like, uh, do you know a guy called Jerry Sadovitz? Yes, I've heard of him. The Jewish Jerry guy? Is Jewish guy? Uh, yeah, a Norwegian Jewish guy. Yeah. Also a great card magician. Um, incredible, incredible mm -hmm. stage act. And, and, and his stuff he did on TV in the 80s, 90s, mm -hmm. uh, he's still astonishing. Absolutely astonishing. But we've got a comedy club in Chester, obviously. It's shut at the moment, isn't it? Oh, so who runs that? Um, I don't know. What's That's a good question. There's only one, so we don't need to know what it's called. Because if you say we're going to the comedy club, there's only one in the city. And so you've seen you've yeah. seen you've seen lots of acts there then. Used to, yeah. Not, we, I suppose, I've been working away so much. The last three or four years, I've not been living at home. I've been working away in a week. Yeah. So I tend to spend the weekends with the family and yeah. evenings. I'm not there because I'm mm. in somewhere else. Mm. But we will start again. We will yeah. start again. I saw yeah. um, Richard Herring doing his tour um, when he was wearing the Hitler moustache. Okay. Oh, that was, he was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. But most okay. of them are just like lo local touring comics. And it's, yeah, be, 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 you're mentioning all my rivals, all my rivals, oh. you know. <laughs> but, but thank you. So I, I met, I remember meeting Stuart Lee. He did, um, he did two shows in Leicester Square just before the pandemic. Leicester Square Theatre. Fantastic was shows. When, yeah, was that what was the name of that tour? Because I saw him at. Um, Look, I honestly can't. Hill. I can't remember now, but they were two good shows. Not that they weren't good; they were fantastic. And I met him after the show. Went downstairs to the where they were drinking, and yeah, it was great. It was great. And then I think a couple of weeks later, the pandemic came. That's and yeah. Everything, Look, yeah. Yeah. Look, mm. Steve, thank you so much, and uh, we'll keep oh. in touch. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. In your wrong bag, deliberately bad salute. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me. Bye. No Bye. This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out podomity.com now.